O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, August 7th. Shabbat Shalom! Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures, and from the King James for the Brit, Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Re, and it means, See. Deuteronomy 16, 1-17 Observe the month of Aviv and offer a Pesach sacrifice to Hashem your God, for it was in the month of Aviv at night that Hashem your God freed you from Egypt. You shall slaughter the Passover sacrifice for Hashem, your God, from the flock and the herd, in the place where Hashem will choose to establish His name. You shall not eat anything leavened with it. For seven days thereafter you shall eat unleavened bread, bread of distress. For you departed from the land of Egypt hurriedly, so that you may remember the day of your departure from the land of Egypt, as long as you live. For seven days no leaven shall be found with you in all your territory, and none of the flesh of what you slaughter on the evening of the first day shall be left until morning. You are not permitted to slaughter the Passover sacrifice in any of the settlements that Hashem your God is giving you, but at the place where Hashem your God will choose to establish His name, there alone shall you slaughter the Passover sacrifice in the evening at sundown the time of day when you departed from Egypt. You shall cook and eat it at the place that Hashem your God will choose. 
and in the morning you may start back on your journey home. After eating unleavened bread six days, you shall hold a solemn gathering for Hashem your God on the seventh day. You shall do no work. You shall count off seven weeks. Start to count the seven weeks when the sickle is first put to the standing grain. Then you shall observe the festival of Shavuot for Hashem your God, offering your free will contribution according as Hashem your God has blessed you. You shall rejoice before Hashem your God with your son and daughter, your male and female slave, the Levite in your communities, and the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow in your midst, at the place where Hashem your God will choose to establish His name. Bear in mind that you were slaves in Egypt, and take care to obey these laws. After the ingathering from your threshing floor and your vat, you shall hold the festival of Sukkot for seven days. You shall rejoice in your festival with your son and daughter, your male and female slave, the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow in your communities. You shall hold a festival for Hashem your God seven days in the place that Hashem will choose. For Hashem your God will bless all your crops and all your undertakings, and you shall have nothing but joy. Three times a year, on the festival of Pesach, on the festival of Shavuot, and on the festival of Sukkot, all your males shall appear before Hashem your God in the place that He will choose. They shall not appear before Hashem empty-handed, but each with his own gift, according to the blessing that Hashem has bestowed upon you. Ezra 4, 24-6, At that time work on the house of Hashem in Jerusalem stopped and remained in abeyance until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. Then the Nevi'im, Haggai the Navi, and Zechariah son of Edo prophesied to the Yehudim in Yehuda and Jerusalem, inspired by the God of Israel. Thereupon Zerubbabel son of Shealtiel and Yeshua son of Yaksadak began rebuilding the house of Hashem in Jerusalem with the full support of the Nevi'im of Hashem. At once Tatanai, governor of the province of beyond the river, Shathar, Bazanai, and their colleagues descended upon them and said this to them, Who issued orders to you to rebuild this house and complete its furnishing? Then we said to them, What are the names of the men who are engaged in the building? But Hashem watched over the elders of the Yehudim, and they were not stopped, while a report went to Darius, and a letter was sent back in reply to it. This is the text of the letter that Tatanai, a governor of the province of beyond the river, and Shathar Bozanai and his colleagues, the officials of beyond the river, sent to King Darius. They sent a message to him, and this is what was written in it to King Darius, greetings, and so forth. Be it known to the king that we went to the province of Yehuda, to the house of the great Hashem. It is being rebuilt of hewn stone, and wood is being laid in the walls. The work is being done with dispatch and is going well. Thereupon we directed this question to these elders. 
who issued orders to you to rebuild this house and to complete its furnishings. We also asked their names so that we could write down the names of their leaders for your information. This is what they answered us. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. We are rebuilding the house that was originally built many years ago. A great king of Israel built it and completed it. But because our fathers angered the God of heaven, he handed them over to Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldean king of Babylon, who demolished this house and exiled the people to Babylon. But in the first year of King Cyrus of Babylon, King Cyrus issued an order to rebuild this house of Hashem. Also, the silver and gold vessels of the house of Hashem that Nebuchadnezzar had taken away from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to that temple in Babylon. King Cyrus released them from the temple in Babylon to be given to the one called Shezbarstar, whom he had appointed governor. He said to him, Take these vessels, go, deposit them in the temple in Jerusalem, and let the house of Hashem be rebuilt on its original site. At that same time, Shezbarstar came and laid the foundations for the house of Hashem in Jerusalem, and ever since then it has been under construction, but is not yet finished. And now, if it please the king, let the royal archives there in Babylon be searched to see whether indeed an order has been issued by King Cyrus to rebuild this house of Hashem in Jerusalem. May the king convey to us his pleasure in this matter. Thereupon, at the order of King Darius, they searched the archives where the treasures were stored in Babylon. But it was in the citadel of Ekbaktana in the province of Medea that a scroll was found in which the following was written. Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus, King Cyrus issued an order concerning the house of Hashem in Jerusalem. Let the house be rebuilt, a place for offering sacrifices with a base built up high. Let it be sixty amount high and sixty amount wide, with a course of unused timber for each three courses of hewn stone. The expenses shall be paid by the palace, and the gold and silver vessels of the house of Hashem, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken away from the temple in Jerusalem, and transported to Babylon shall be returned, and let each go back to the temple in Jerusalem where it belongs. You shall deposit it in the house of Hashem. Now you, Tatanai, governor of the province of beyond the river, Shathar, Bazanai, and colleagues, the officials of the province of beyond the river, stay away from that place. Allow the work of this house of Hashem to go on. Let the governor of the Yehudim and the elders of the Yehudim rebuild this house of Hashem on its site. And I hereby issue an order concerning what you must do to help these elders of the Yehudim rebuild this house of Hashem. The expenses are to be paid to these men with dispatch out of the resources of the king, derived from the taxes of the province of beyond the river, so that the work not be stopped. They are to be given daily without fail whatever they need of young bulls, rams, or lambs as burnt offerings for the God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, and oil 
at the order of the Kohanim in Jerusalem, so that they may offer pleasing sacrifices to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. I also issue an order that whoever alters this decree shall have a beam removed from his house, and he shall be impaled on it and his house confiscated. And may the God who established his name there cause the downfall of any king or nation that undertakes to alter or damage the house of Hashem in Jerusalem. I, Darius, have issued the decree. Let it be carried out with dispatch. Then Tatanai, governor of the province of beyond the river, Shathar Bazanai and their colleagues carried out with dispatch what King Darius had written. So the elders of the Yehudim progressed in the building, urged on by the prophesying of Haggai the Navi and Zechariah son of Edo, and they brought the building to completion under the edges of the of the God of Israel and by the order of Cyrus and Darius and King Artaxerxes of Persia. The house was finished on the third of the month of Adar in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. The Israelites, the Kohanim, and the Leviim, and all the other exiles celebrated the dedication of the house of Hashem with joy. And they sacrificed for the dedication of this house of Hashem one hundred bulls, two hundred rams, four hundred lambs, and twelve goats as a purification offering for all of Israel according to the number of the tribes of Israel. They appointed the Kohanim in their courses and the Leviim in their divisions for the service of Hashem in Jerusalem according to the prescription in the book of Moses. The returned exiles celebrated the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. For the Kohanim and Leviim had purified themselves to a man. They were all pure. They slaughtered the Passover offering for all the returned exiles and for their brother Kohanim and for themselves. The children of Israel who had returned from the exile together with all who joined them in separating themselves from the uncleanliness of the nations of the lands to worship God of Israel ate of it. They joyfully celebrated the festival of Passover for seven days, for Hashem had given them cause for joy by inclining the heart of the Assyrian king toward them so as to give them support in the work of the house of Hashem, the God of Israel. First Corinthians three five to twenty three. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that plants anything, neither is he that waters, but God that gives the increase. Now he that plants and he that waters are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. 
You are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds thereon. But let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Yeshua HaMashiach. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know you not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seems to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He takes the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours and you are Christ's and Christ is God's. Psalm 29, 1-11 Give unto the Lord, O you mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the hinds to calve and discovers the forests. And in his temple does every one speak of his glory. The Lord sits upon the flood. Yes, the Lord sits king forever. The Lord will give strength to His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Proverbs 20, 26 and 27 A wise king scatters the wicked and brings the wheel over them. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Ezra, chapter 4, 5, and 6. And what we're seeing progress here in in these chapters is that there's pushback against the rebuilding of the temple. And the locals have stirred the pot and created some uh, trouble for the 
Jews as they are trying to rebuild the temple, and the building of the temple halted. Then a letter was written to King Darius of Persia. And basically in this letter, it gives the history. And in verse 17 of chapter 5, it says, And now, if it please the king, let the royal archives there in Babylon be searched to see whether indeed an order has been issued by King Cyrus to rebuild this house of Hashem in Jerusalem. And may the king convey to us his pleasure in this matter. So King Darius does just that. He searches the archives and he does find the decree from King Cyrus about the rebuilding of the temple. And so then Darius replies back to Tatani, the governor of the province beyond the river. And he says in verse 7, Allow the work of this house of Hashem to go on. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews rebuild this house of Hashem on its site. It goes on to say, I'm also ordering that they be given all the resources that they need from our kingdom. If they need young bulls, rams, lambs, offerings, wheat, salt, wine, oil, let all of that be supplied to them. And anybody who alters this decree shall have a beam removed from their house and he shall be impaled upon it. So he means business. And in verse 14, it says, So the elders, in chapter 6, verse 14, the elders of the Jews progressed in the building, urged on by the prophesying of Haggai, the Navi, and Zechariah, son of Edo. And they brought the building to completion under the aegis of the God of Israel and by the order of Cyrus and Darius and King Artaxerxes of Persia. Now there's a lot in that verse I want to unpack. First of all, it was a couple of prophets seers, those who hear from God, who were speaking it out, prophesying to them about rebuilding this temple. And so the prophet had a very important role. He was calling it out. He was painting the picture of the vision of the rebuilding of this house. He was encouraging it. And in fact, you do it in faith because faith is seeing it as though it were already done. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so these prophets had a very important role. It encouraged them and what they saw in the spirit, what they proclaimed in the spirit, what they spoke out in the spirit came to reality. And the workers were urged on and they built, rebuilt this temple. Okay, the Israel Bible commentary to this verse is really good. It reads as follows. The autonomy of the Jewish people has often been subject to the blessings of restraints of foreigners. Cyrus's edict to allow the people of Israel to return to the land of Israel and rebuild the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, was a ray of hope in a bleak time. Persian approval of Jewish authority constituted a remarkable turning of the tide for the exiled Jews. Though construction of the temple was temporarily halted, it was eventually completed in the sixth year of the reign of Darius with his permission. 
The British government's 1917 Balfour Declaration possessed similar promise when it declared His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people, and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. In fact, Harry Truman said of his May 1948 recognition of the State of Israel as President of the United States, I am Cyrus. In all these cases, it was non-Jews serving as God's agents who facilitated the return of the Jewish people to Eretz Israel. Now, what's truly remarkable is that all three of these kings, King Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, were the kings of Persia, and ancient Persia is today modern-day Iran. And so Iran, who is the arch-enemy of Israel today, whose leaders have said and vowed, we're going to wipe Israel off the map, and who are on the fast track trying to build nuclear weapons with their centrifuges and obtaining of uranium and obtaining of long-range missiles and supplying of arms and weapons and rockets and missiles to their proxies, Hezbollah, in Lebanon and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. They want to destroy Israel, yet we have these three remarkable kings in history who were of this ancient land of Persia, who actually were friends to Israel and said, you may return home. You no longer need to be in exile. You can go home and rebuild the temple. So perhaps our prayer today needs to be that the heart of the kings, the leaders, of Iran would be changed, or that new leadership would be installed that would be very favorable towards Israel. Because we do know there will be a third temple one day. This third temple is described in Ezekiel 44, 45, 46, 47. And how that happens and when that happens, time will tell. But there will be a third temple, and it will be built with hearts and hands of love. And King Yeshua, the King of Israel, the Lion of Judah, of the lineage of King David, will rule and reign from that third temple. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow.